1991, I was the recipient of the ever so loving nickname, Tia Talk A Lot. Now, this could have stunted my extroverted self, but instead I embraced that name like it was my job. Almost 30 years later, that name still rings true. Here's the deal though, I actually really love to listen too. Someone once joked that this only happens on Tuesdays though. Now, I don't want to disappoint your expectations of the show, so we won't veer off too often, but on occasion, you will hear from people other than myself. This episode happens to be one of those. Well, hello, everybody. I'm super excited, as always, when I have a guest on the podcast. It's so fun for me to be able to just jump on and basically let you guys in on what would be maybe a coffee conversation that the guest and I would be having. We want to just let you kind of listen in on it. And of course, we've got some questions and topics and all that fun stuff that we discussed beforehand, Uh, but it's always conversational. And if you've listened to podcasts for a while, you know this about me. I love interviewing business owners because I, I actually kind of do it in a selfish way because I'm so excited to just hear businesses' stories. Like, why did you start? Why are you still doing it? (laughs) Like, you know, what was hard? What's been amazing? And I always am able to pull little tidbits, again, selfishly for myself. So if I'm getting that like by when I'm like hanging out at a coffee shop with someone, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you need, I need to share you with my people. So my guest today is Caitlin Caitlin from FitPT. She's actually local to me, which is super fun. So we actually have been able to sit in a room together, not just on Zoom here while we're recording this podcast, Uh, but we have been able to be in person. And I love highlighting local businesses because I do know actually that a lot of our listeners are close here um, in proximity to me. Uh, But if you're not, it doesn't mean that this isn't a great podcast to hear from because you may resonate with some of the things that Caitlin's done in her business to grow. Now, uh, Caitlin and I actually belong to a networking group where uh, we knew each other before that, but we belong to a networking group now together where we've got to know our businesses even more. Like, of course, she knows about doTERRA. I know about her business, but like really hearing the heart of each other's businesses and, you know, why we do what we do. And so immediately I'm like, Caitlin, I need to have you on the podcast. So I'm so glad that you're here. That was quite the weird, random, all over the place intro. Um, But I'd love to kind of hand over the virtual mic to you to just share with, you know, the audience, the Tina Talks podcast audience, uh, what it is that you do and like, why did you start? Why did you start doing this? Yeah. No, thank you so much, Tina. And I love it because I feel like this is how we would talk to each other (laughs) over coffee. Um, And so thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here and speaking with your guests. Um, My name is Dr. Caitlin Hader, and I am a women's health physical therapist. And for those of you out there that say, what is a women's health physical therapist? Um, Really, we specialize in two things, pelvic health and orthopedic. Um, So we strive to serve the active female in bettering her physical body health through physical therapy services, fitness, and wellness coaching. So we really take a holistic approach. Um, My practice is located in downtown Hudson. Uh, We have this really cute boutique studio Mm -hmm. space that feels very different than the standard physical therapy, quote unquote, clinic that you may be familiar with. Um, And so we pride ourselves in creating a space that's warm and cozy and welcoming for women to come into um, to really enjoy community and to spend some time on self-care and body care. I love it. Oh, you, you have got that down. I love it. (laughs) 
because when people, I mean, that the thing is about having it down exactly to, you know, explain what you do is that it's so much easier for people to refer you business. And when you've shared different things or the different um, events that you've put on that are so incredibly specific to that niche, it's easy for me to be like, oh yeah, my girlfriend is dealing with that. Or I think I probably have a few people that like would resonate. Like I need to get them into your events and, or just you know, getting connected with you because it's something that you help with. So I love that Um, because PT is one of those things that like, it could, it could be a lot of stuff, right? Like it, I mean, you could really say we can help anyone, you know, like anyone that breathes. And I don't know, did you start out your business? And I'm again, kind of asking this a little selfishly, like, did you start out right away knowing like this was going to be my niche? This is why I wanted to get started doing this or did it, did it unfold over time? It unfolded over time in front of me as most of the things that have since I've started Fit PT. Um, you know, I think as a new business owner, two and a half years ago, I was very nervous about starting a practice. Um, I previously had worked in a facility that was just a standard outpatient orthopedics um, private practice. It was a larger private practice, but we served clients of you know, all ages and uh, genders. And so I was really familiar with being what we call in physical therapy world, a generalist. And I could kind of treat it all, do it all. I had my favorites and my passions, but when I started Fit PT, I was too scared to um, really hone in on those passions, which was serving women. And that was because I needed money to come through the doors, which Mm -hmm. I think is the reality for a lot of individuals. But I had actually been um, working with a business coach, a mutual friend of ours, Melissa, and she is the one who had really encouraged me as I was putting on these workshops and doing some social media um, directed towards my target market, um, serving women. She had encouraged me to really niche down my practice. And it was really hard and scary for me to say no to the first male that had called and said, hey, can I get in to see you for dry needling? And I had to refer them out elsewhere. Um, That was really scary for me when we started. But now I feel confident in that because I have other physical therapy practice owners that are local and near and dear to my heart and do a great job that I feel confident to say, you know what, we don't specifically treat that specific condition. However, we know someone who does. So Mm. that feels good to be able to say that. Well, and you know, I think that's truly the heartbeat of a small community and, and surrounding areas, you know, here we in Hudson, Wisconsin, the St. Croix Valley, like getting to know other business owners is really incredibly valuable. I have always felt that across every industry that I've ever worked in is that if I'm niched down, I actually have something to offer other people. I have a reason to connect with other people, you know, and, and get to know them. And so I love that, that you even, you know, even within your specific industry, you've niched down so much that, you know, other people within that industry that you can share Uh, share the wealth with, share that. And the other part that, you know, so incredible about niching down is that your people know that this is your expertise. This is what I do. And that's it. Like, this is, this is what I do. And I know I'm so confident. I'm going to help you with that. I think about it for like getting my hair done. It took me, you know, 30 plus years to finally figure out that I needed to have a stylist that only worked with curly hair. Like, that was what she did. She's more than trained on it. And that's what she does day in and day out. 
She's not mixed in with a guy haircut to, you know, straight to a bob to a whatever. It's like she cuts curly hair and tells you how to style it. Sweet. So then people ask me, who do you get your hair done by? I'm like, oh yeah, this chick, this is what she does. This is all she does. It's so much more refreshing. And I know that anytime I have a question about my hair, she's my person, right? So Mm -hmm. when you, when you think about it, I mean, anyone that's listening to this, no matter what type of business and whether it's, you know, network marketing or it's in, you know, any, like really honestly, any sort of industry, the more you niche down, the more refreshing it is. You can, you can rattle off your, uh, you know, your kind of 60 second elevator pitch just like that, because it's, it's so it, it is so in tune with who you are, right? You know, it's, yeah. it, it just comes out. It's just like revealed to you. So I love that. I love that it didn't totally start out that way because that's, I think, feels like a lot of business owners, right? We just haven't uh, matured in that, like, oh yeah, well, die, I could help anyone. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> so yeah. it's I remember- refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing. Oh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I found it was nice to feel like, you know, the clients that are calling and scheduling and inquiring about our services, they are our people. Yeah. And every person we talk to just about, it's like, oh yeah, we can help you. Absolutely. And it's a testament to, you know, our marketing team and our vision and our referrals, which a lot of it's word of mouth that they're sharing this with their girlfriends and their moms and their sisters and their daughters. And that that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, that's, that is what's so super great too. Then the recommendations and referrals come back to you, right? Because people know exactly what you do. I love that. So one thing uh, that I know I love to chat with people about is like, if you were, you know, wanting, if you were like looking for, you know, to give advice to a brand new business owner, right? Like think of yourself as, you know, two and a half years ago when you branched out on your own, which I, I can't believe that it's only been two and a half years that you had this business. I just have to say like total, like side note, all of a sudden main street pops, you know, your sign pops up on the outside of the building. And I was like, who's this chick? Like, I like totally had to like, check it out. I'm like, she just came out of nowhere, but like has, so many pieces all together from your branding to like, like where you're located to just everything that you got going on. So total kudos to you on that, just coming out of the gate. Um, but I would love to hear, like, what would you have told yourself or what would you have loved to hear two and a half years ago as you were starting in that journey? Yeah. Great question, Tina. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is I would have done this a little bit differently. I was really ready to start a business. And I knew, I knew how to be a physical therapist. I didn't know how to be a business owner. So when I made that decision to dive into fit PT and its creation in Hudson, I was all in, I was spending all hours of the day and night, you know, marketing and networking and creating my business plan and doing all these great things that really did serve me in starting this business and it growing organically really well over the last two and a half years. But what I did not do was really sit with myself. And I like to say, create like a personal plan alongside my business plan. And so what that means to me now, um, is, you know, looking at, I am a person who has needs within my family and my marriage and my friendships and my health and my well-being, right? I have hobbies. I have interests outside of work. And I think that as, especially individuals who maybe are like you and I, um, type A visionary 
these achievers, we get that business plan and that model going and we're like, oh yeah, we got this. We got a vision. <laughs> we got this mission accomplished. Like we're going where yep. I kind of left myself behind. And so my health suffered. My relationship suffered. I all of a sudden felt that I was becoming very exhausted in my work and I loved it, but I was tired. And I don't think that's a really great place to be. And luckily I've recognized it. So if I could go back and talk as, you know, myself to, as a new business owner or to anyone else as a new business owner, I would encourage you to not only create that business plan and what that looks like over the next five to 10 years, but also create a personal plan. What do you want for your own life and see and make sure that they parallel each other and they can work together and that there's not going to be conflicting issues between your personal and your business plan. Because I think that's where at some point, if you don't have that paralleling, you may find that one area falls short or one area fails. And I just would hate to see that. Yeah. Okay. So this blew my mind. Cause like, even before we hit the record button, we were talking about this and I was like, Oh yeah. Personal plan. Like I have literally never even thought about it. And when you brought it up, I'm like, yeah, let's dive into this because you know, so many people talk about balance. Right. And you know, there are people on one side that will say like, yeah, you'll never achieve it. And there's other people on the other side, like if you don't have it, you're going to burn out. And then there's like the people in the middle, like me, that's like, I'll just figure it out along the way. Like, you know, and, and I do, I'm very much, and I admit this on a regular basis, like business is what I do. If, if I had like two hours of free time, you know, a lot of people might grab a book and a bath and I'd be like, and is there a way for my laptop to be in the bath? Like, well, a minute so that I could keep working. <laughs> and so I, I, you know, sometimes wish it wasn't that case, but that's just like in me, it's just totally ingrained in me to like desire to extra hours I can work, you know? And so having the personal plan in there is like, it, it's almost like necessary. I can't believe I'm 41 years old. And I'm just thinking of this, you know? Uh, and I've, I've, you know, at times thought of like, oh, what's on my plate? What can I take off of it or whatnot? But actually creating a plan for like, what do I want to be a part of my every day? What do I want to be a part of my year? Like, that's what I'm kind of thinking as I'm like, you know, I'm like, I need to get off this podcast so I can start writing out my personal plan, you know, <laughs> but I yeah. love it. So like, tell me a little bit, like what, what, what's on yours? Like what, yeah. what did you like, you know, go through like your core values or like what, I mean, how did you, how did you kind of figure it out? You know, I think it's still a work in progress, honestly, because yeah. I'm very similar as you're like talking about bringing your laptop in the bathroom, in the bathtub, <laughs> like that's me too, for sure. And so I think, and for those individuals, we are the people who are starting businesses, right? So I think it's all that much more important to take this seriously. So for me, I found first and foremost, I needed to slow down and I needed to actually time block and designated some extra sleep and rest and like rest and recovery self-care stuff. So I try to pencil that into my schedule because I'm a scheduler. So if I put it in my schedule, it's going to happen. Sometimes that's even a coffee date with a friend. Like my Mondays are kind of my casual admin days where I'm not in the studio treating patients. And I will strategically try and reach out to a friend to schedule a phone call or a coffee date. Mm -hmm. on Mondays. Uh, mm -hmm. So little things like that. Um, other things, my husband also works really hard too, and, um, he manages the business as well. And so we try and schedule, you know, and make sure we designate our Sundays for just us where we do not plug into work if at all possible. 
And um, so those are like our really special Sundays or we even have dinner hours. And then I got to thinking about things in regards to things I used to do that I used to love. I used to love to read and I wasn't reading anymore. Um, or what I was reading was like self-help and business books, which those are great too. Love them. But yeah, I also then you missed... just want to work more, right? Yeah, I want to work more because <laughs> I'm inspired. So I had to pick up some fiction. Um, I used to sing. Music was a big part of my upbringing and I wasn't doing any of that. And so we ordered a keyboard last year and now every once in a while I'm learning to play the piano and I sing a little bit. So just little things like that. I had to really stop and think like, what makes me happier? What do I need right now in my own personal health journey? Um, what do I need in my friendships and my family? And I just started to make a list. And then I didn't add all these things right away overnight, but I started to just kind of plunk in a few of them here and there. And now they've kind of grown into a little natural routine. And that's been really special. That is so great. It's, it's funny that you say that we actually, um, you know, already brought up Melissa and I'll put a link to her in uh, the show notes. And so she owns a dance studio and also does business coaching and, it was a number of years ago, probably six or seven years ago. And someone had asked me like, what are your hobbies? And I just sat there like, well, like I don't have any, like, I just didn't, I had nothing. Like it was like, I worked and I did my duties as like a mom and a wife and, and friends filtered in somewhere in there. And I went back and I was like, what did I just love? Like pre-kids or like in college or besides, you know, drinking. (laughs) That was like my college hobby, gross. Um, But it was dancing. Like I danced my whole life from when I was three years old till I was like 23 years old. And so I went to Melissa's dance studio and was like, I'm going to take her class. At the time she had a class called Boogie Fit and I loved it. I mean, it wasn't something I did super consistently because it's like, I'm still a mom. I still got nighttime stuff, but it was like, I still like found myself in there. And I was like, Oh, this is what it feels like to like have something that's just like, just about me. And so, you know, the, what makes me happy. And like, I love those like talking points of what makes me happy. And what did the old me enjoy, you know, pre business, right. You know, like consuming your kids, you know, whatever, like (laughs) all the stuff. Right. So goodness, I love this. So, you know, you also said, you know, you were, you know how to be a PT but you didn't know how to be a business owner. And I think that that's something that really does resonate with, with me as I'm coaching other, you know, businesses or how I I have, I'm not coaching on your businesses right now, but, um, as I've coached other business owners, it's that you might really be good at really good at doing hair, but you may not need to own a hair salon, or you might be a really good chef, but owning a restaurant is, it's just different. Right. And so we think, because maybe we can do the task within the business that we can also run the business that's like one kind of, I guess, myth around, you know, owning a business within your field. Right. And then, you know, the second thing is that like, you should, you know, some people just like, it's, I guess, another kind of myth, like, is it something that everyone should do? Because you do have to realize that you actually get pulled out of the thing you love a bit because you're managing the people and you're managing all these different things. I know I heard you say you have a marketing team, which is totally be another thing that we could discuss, but like you have to start delegating things and you have to start taking things on. I remember when I had my first real hire in my marketing company was a designer. And that was something up until that point, I was the one who did all the design work. And then my project managers were, project managers were like, Tina, you can't 
sell everything and manage everybody and manage the clients and blah, 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 blah. And also you're holding it up. Like we need to find a designer. Right. And I remember when I first found, you know, my first designer that I had hired, I took her on as an intern and, you know, kind of guided her along the way. And she became my main designer almost through the whole entire time I had my marketing company, but it was one of those pieces. It's like, what? I started this company because I love design and this is what I went to school for. And now I'm hiring someone else to, to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've gone through that a bit as well, because you, you've, you have, you know, staff and you have people on board. So, you know, you knew how to be a PT, you know, not so much a business owner. Tell me like a little bit about that path. Does that sound f- similar to like where you went to? 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, part of it, when I opened the studio two and a half years ago, it was just me. I was the marketing team. I was the physical therapist. I was the scheduling office assistant. I was everything. And fit PT couldn't function without me. Right. So I was working four to five days a week in the clinic space. So I was working 40 hours a week, seeing patients. And then I was trying to do the business growth and management on top of it. And I learned very quickly that that was not going to be sustainable. Um, And so now fast forward, um, Dr. Lisa works alongside me as my other physical therapist. So there's two of us and we split the schedule. So now we each have two and a half days a week that we're seeing patients. And right now with having a small team and I now have an office assistant, I now have a marketing assistant they both work part-time virtually with me, um, just helping with the back end things that, that schedule feels really comfortable, really doable. And there are still really long, hard days. Um, but it's, it's so much more sustainable now, but I mean, when you go from working five days a week to like two to two and a half days, that's a, big chunk of change that you're giving up in your patient care. So that's another thing to consider if you're thinking like, I love my practice or profession or, um, expertise and what I do, you know, consider that you will have to give some of that up as a business owner in some way, shape or form. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think that this like loops right back to your personal plan is, you know, if you are moving from like working in a corporate space to being your own business owner and, you know, it, it may look like, Hey, I've got to learn the business side of it. Right. And then I have to maybe hire people myself Now you have to really realize that like your role changes within business, which then will change your personal life and then your personal plan. Right. So, um, I love that. I just love how it like circles back so much. So another thing about being a, you know, business owner in like a downtown, you know, community-based feel we've touched on it a little bit already is just being able to be a referral partner. You discuss being a referral partner within your exact industry, but I, I find, especially when I've had, you know, different, you know, different companies, all different companies are different with this, but referral partners become really, really important. Um, and your clients really ask you for it. Like it, it becomes something that like you become the person that they, they see on a regular basis. And they're asking you probably crazy referrals for things like all over the place, not even associated with your health. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's kind of fun. I actually really find joy in sharing what I know and the people that I know and I love. So if I, if I'm passionate about a service or a product or, 
um, a friend who I know has a really great skill or service to share, I will just love up on it and I will share it. Um, and my clients ask me all the time, all the time. I mean, just as we were chatting earlier, like, you know, who should I use for a real estate agent? You know, oh, yeah. I know a friend. I, I'll give you their name and number. You know, like those things go such a long ways. And I will say personally in my own practice at FitPT, the referral sources have been my number one way I've grown hmm. and I, I, and grown organically and, you know, connecting with people in my own community through small networking groups or just, you know, offering to come into their space and meet with them, um, offer, you know, I've even gone into like fitness studios. So because we, we cater to working with active women, um, I've gone into fitness studios and said to their owners, like, Hey, can I come in and present a topic or do a free event? Or can we host an event together? Um, that's actually been a really cool experience is when we've done more of like an actual like paid event where we split it 50, 50. So I'll come into their space and I'll offer to teach, you know, like how to strengthen your pelvic floor, for example, is always mm -hmm. a popular one. Um, and then a bunch of ladies come and I bring people from my community. They bring people from their community. And we each usually walk away with a few referrals as well as some cash. And so it's a really great way to network and get kind of a win-win opportunity out of it. Yeah. Actually, I think that's one of the first times that I'd heard your name said is you did a joint event with Melissa. And yeah. so I love that. Yeah. The connection, the community building it collaboration is so big. And especially in a town, you know, where we've got like what, 13,000 people or something like getting your name out there isn't super hard, but if you're not collaborating and not, you know, creating that, that piece now, something with that is a, a term that if you've been in business at all, you know, for any length of time, you've probably heard the no like, and trust. Now we can keep hearing things, right. And you can hear a quote, or you can hear, you know, kind of a phrase or a statement and then it kind of wears off, right? Like we start to forget why we're even saying that phrase. So no like trust, sure, we know we need to do that. Well, can we actually define every one of those pieces and how you're gonna actually create a plan for everyone to know you, to like you and to trust you? And I believe that referral partners are the best, best way for people to trust you. And so, you know, they can know you with your marketing, we, you know, you and I are both know that being online, being on social media is really important. And that's how people get to know you in, even before they start working with you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then in, you know, experience with you as a client, they're getting to know you too, because you talk, right. Like there's just like little things that come up. Right. And you, I don't know that you can totally like decide whether or not someone's going to like you, but you know, like you're, that's probably more on the niche factor, right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so once you get to know each other, obviously you're going to know if they like you or not, cause they're going to start being, you know, stop being your client or continue, <laughs> but the trust factor aside from like your services and actually being able to help them with something is parts like referral partners. Like I do have, I actually do have a really great, you know, real estate agent. Now, guess what? When that, when they have a great experience with that real estate agent, they're actually not even going to just think of just the real estate agent. They're going to think of Dr. Caitlin, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'm so thankful for her. And so those are some of my a favorite reasons to like grab coffee with people that may not even be an exact obvious referral partner for me or a connection, but I love being the person like, yep, I know a person, I know a person, I know a person. And 
I get it all the time. Like people, you know, everybody, I was like, yeah, I work really hard at it. And like this morning alone, I was at a coffee meeting for an hour and a half with someone that said, Hey, what, you know, want to grab coffee now, 13 years in my business. Do I still need to do coffee all the time? Do I, I, do I not know enough people? Sure. But I remember being brand new in my business too. And if the 13 person that was in business for 13 years, wouldn't have given me a chance at doing coffee date. I wouldn't be where I'm at. Like I had people take me under their wing and I still thank them all the time for taking time with me because I knew they didn't need to, you know? Mm -hmm. So that trust factor has got me where I'm at today, the network, the connections. So I know that's totally in your plan as well. You've already talked about just, you know, the business side of it and everything, which I, I just, I, I absolutely love that about just how you've worked your business in so many ways. And, you know, I mean, this is no like secret. You also sell doTERRA within your, Mm -hmm. your place, which I, I love. And I mean, of course I love that. Everyone's like Tina dot. Yes, of course you love that, you know, but, um, (laughs) so it's something that you talk about with your clients, but, um, I know we discussed this even before we hit record, but having another, you know, sense of sort, you know, stream of income when you do have a brick and mortar has been beneficial to your business as well. 100%. 100%. And even just, you know, it's, it was an easy decision when I first learned about doTERRA and started using the products myself. Cause that's how it started as I was using them in my own world and life um, for my own health needs. And, you know, just as I started to see the benefit personally and learned about the potential to bring this into my business space, it was a no brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, the deep blue lotion goes on just about all of my patients that uh-huh. come in for cupping and dry needling and, you know, pain relief services. So it's, it's really easy and I love sharing it because I love the products. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And so it's, it's easy for you, right? You're using the product you or first you loved it yourself. You're actually using it on your people and you have it available for people if they want to grab and purchase it right then and there. When, when there is an opportunity, you have a brick and mortar and you're already working on things in the natural like space, right? It just makes sense to have a couple items that people want to grab up. It's just like having, you know, a hair salon, you do someone's hair, have the shampoo and conditioner on hand so that they can grab it up. It's an easy upsell. People already know, like, and trust you. And you get to be their resource for that. And you get to see them on a regular basis. Like how often do you see someone? Are they coming back to you weekly, a couple of times a week? I mean, I guess it probably, it it really depends like new clients. If they're coming in, um, recovering from an injury or some sort of like pain or ailment, I'll usually try and see them once a week, if not every other week. And then we have wellness clients that come and see us once a month. So it really just depends. See, that's awesome. I mean, how many people do you actually see that often, right? That are like speaking into your life and giving you advice. So again, if you have, whether it's doTERRA or not, but it just makes sense to have something that you're being able to sell even a little bit more than your trading dollars for hours. So absolutely. I I absolutely. Awesome. Well, this has been so super fun. I know I say this to every guest. People are probably like, Tina, you'd say this all the time. Like it's so I could talk to you all day and we could probably talk on every business subject. I'll probably have to have you on again so we can discuss more, but I just want to say thank you so much for just taking the time to be here. And like, my mind is so blown on the personal plan. I absolutely love it. Like you were going to hear me talk about this (laughs) all the time now, like let's do one. Um, So thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure people are probably wondering like, how can I get to know Dr. Caitlin? Like where should, where can they find you? Where they, where they, where can they get more information? 
Yeah. Well, thanks again, Tina, for just having me. And we could really just talk for another two hours. So um, if you are interested in learning about myself and our practice at FitPT, you can find us on a variety of platforms at Your FitPT on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And then we also have a website that's more comprehensive to talking about our services and our blog um, with free content there as well. And that is at yourfitpt.com. So we really are passionate about serving women, educating women. A lot of the topics and things that we do in our, we talk about and we do in our, our, our clinic space or studio space is things that people say to us every day. I wish I would have known this existed mm-hmm. sooner. So we try to educate um, and let women know that there are services out there, um, whether it's us or another women's health physical therapy practice in your area that can really help serve you and help you in bettering your body. That's so awesome. I love it. Yes. I could talk to you about so many things. I'm like already wanting to ask you like, what are you doing on your YouTube? But I'll go check it out just like everyone else is going to. So, um, that's so awesome. And I know Instagram is one of your favorite spots. So Mm -hmm. is mine. So if anyone wants to carry on the conversation on any of these things, or I'd love to hear about your business plan or your personal plan, jump over to Instagram at Tina Pettis. You can find me anywhere at Tina Pettis. I am the one and only, which is pretty awesome and really good for the world because that'd be just too many Tina Pettises. Um, But you can find me over there. And if you would do so, I would absolutely love if you left a, a review on the podcast. It's so super easy when you're listening to this podcast, especially on Apple, you're just gonna scroll all the way down, hit that little star and leave a comment. It helps more people see this podcast and it just lets people know what is this podcast about? Is it like worth me tuning into it? It's just like buying a shirt on Amazon. Like you want to know, is it, is it, how does it fit? Right? Like, what is it? So if you guys could leave a review, I'd love that. And just thanks for hanging out for another episode of Tina talks. We are going to keep rocking and rolling through our 90 days of episodes straight. I've been told that people are like, I can't even listen fast enough. How are you recording it? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sleeping, (laughs) but 90 days. So we'll be back here tomorrow on the Tina talks podcast. Bye guys.